Well, the Predators Rookie Camp is in the books. Now they're making things competitive. The Rookie Showcase in Raleigh starts today. We'll have a look at that, what we want to see, plus a look back at some of the standouts for Rookie Camp, including a talk with Spencer Stastny, one of the stars, according to Anne. Uh, that's coming up today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day every single day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor on thefourcheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at InsideThePreds.com. Today's show is sponsored by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And we are starting today, Ann, with Rookie Camp. Speaking of the game starting, well, it is the Predators Rookie Showcase, and yes! they have a game this afternoon in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, they're going to be taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning rookies. Uh, so it's our first chance to see, uh, our, it's really our first chance to see competitive hockey this summer for the Nashville Predators, even though they're all the baby Preds. Oh. Still got to be fun, right? I mean, hockey with players in gold uniforms against teams not in gold uniforms is absolutely what we are here for. So it's going to be today at noon central time. And just so everybody knows, you can watch the showcase this weekend at carolinahurricanes.com. They're going to be streaming it. So hallelujah. It's very hard for me to give props to Carolina for anything, but props to Carolina for making sure that we can all see the baby Preds. Yeah. Uh, And now screw you, Hurricanes. No, word yeah uh good <laughs> yeah you know like your your prospect streaming may be up to par your barbecue's not let's just let's facts just that. yeah um but yeah i mean this is this is a good chance and to kind of see like where these prospects are at in their development mm-hmm. um it, you know it's kind of a tough thing because you know phil tomasino did this last year obviously and then he mm-hmm. went on to kind of start in training camp Obviously, there's a big gap between like competition in this rookie camp and competition in the NHL. Mm -hmm. Some things translate and like, you know, obviously, if somebody goes out and scores like, you know, 10 points in the four games, you're going to be like, ooh, okay. Um, But, you know, there's there's other things that maybe, you know, maybe they don't have like a big game on the score sheet, but there's other things they do that translate well that maybe catch the eye of the team. So, you know, if you're if you're a member of the Nashville Predators organization. What are some of the things you're kind of looking for when these actual showcase games start? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it, you know, in talking with some of the players yesterday, I think a lot of it is just, this is an opportunity to sort of show um, just kind of a natural read of the game, a natural hockey IQ, because, you know, you don't have time in the couple days of rookie camp and the couple hours of on ice training that these players have with, Uh, Carl Taylor and the staff, you don't have time to really prep for three games against three different teams and, you know, prospects who, 
you know, there's not a lot of scouting on or anything like that. So you're kind of going into these games with general big picture preparation, general big picture systems, and you kind of get an opportunity to see, okay, what can these players read from the game naturally? What can these players see open up? How can these players pick up on this opposing team's tendencies and adjust to it? So I think what the coaching staff is looking for. And I think what fans can kind of take away is who is going to naturally adjust to what unfolds in the ice in real time. Like how good is their hockey IQ? I think that's what you're going to be able to walk away with because there's only so much preparation you can do for an event like this, you know? Yeah, no, I I think you hit the nail on the head that it's definitely an IQ thing Mm -hmm. more than anything, because look, you know, you can go out and, and score, like, you know, like I said earlier, like you can go out and score 10 points, but you may be like 160 pounds. Like you, you may not be ready to go up against like mm-hmm. these like third, fourth line guys in the NHL that are 6'5", 220 and throw yeah. them out of every other play. Or, mm-hmm. hey, you know, you may make, you know, a couple of good defensive plays, you know, against against speedy guys here. Um, but are you going to be, you know, able to keep up with both the speed and the IQ of somebody like Johnny Gaudreau or Artemi Panarin. Right. So there's definitely a difference there. So that's why I think it goes down to where are you at in terms of your mental development? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think another thing to add too is just, you know, it's, it's reaction. And it's also a little bit of defense too. Like can't, Mm -hmm. how close are you to playing a 200 foot game? Because that's a big thing in the NHL as well. Remember, that's what kind of why Cody Glass went whack down to the AHL um, and had to work on his game in Milwaukee. That's why um, Phil Tomasino was a healthy scratch at mm-hmm. point, you know, kind of towards the start of the year, because those are still parts of the game that they had to work on. And we know the Nashville Predators love playing a 200 foot game. So for me, that's like something to watch on. It's like, look, you know, we know. Um, Luke Evangelista is going to light up the scoreboard. We know he's got the hands. We know he's got a great shot. We know he's a good playmaker. Um, you know, how is he on the back check? Like, is he going right. to go back and get back into defensive position? Um, you know, the other thing is just like communication as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, do you know where your wingers are going to be? Can you see a play develop in front of you? Mm-hmm. So there's like, it, it seems like, you know, we, we kind of overuse like the term intangibles when talking about prospects and stuff like that. But it really feels like this showcase is a perfect chance to kind of measure the intangibles. How like where is their IQ at? How mm-hmm. close would they to maybe um, getting an NHL call up one of these days? Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I think, of course, you can watch players and, and you can evaluate things like, you know, how is their skating? And and you can look at some of those things. But I think what really the big picture that that you can walk away from this rookie showcase is, is literally those intangibles. The exception, I would say, would be in net. And I am super right. excited to see uh, Yaroslav Askarov in net this weekend, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think, and here's the thing, you know, rookie camp is... I I love, I will tell you, rookie camp and development camp are like my hockey Christmas because I really love being able to see these younger players come in because you can see 
from one season to the next, you know, their growth is exponentially larger. The things that say, for instance, Matt Duchesne improves upon from one season to the next, you're talking, you know, very specific um, because he's already got an elevated gameplay. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're, you're growing in very specific increments of skill sets. When you watch some of these younger players, you're seeing, like you said, you're seeing them grow in size. You're seeing that, you know, you can see their speed improve. You know, they have leaps and bounds that they can improve. And so you get to see that from season to season with them. But where you're really going to get a measure, you know, from the start of rookie camp for these young players, you know, on through is next week when they're in training camp, because then look, you are going against players who are fast. You are going against players, like you said, who are NHL size. They are much more physical than what you're used to. The game speed is going to be different. So I think next week is when really you're going to be able to gauge more specifically where these uh, young players are in their development, because you're in rookie camp, you're comparing apples to apples. You put them in training camp and you're comparing apples to oranges and like, what fruit are you? Yeah. You know, I'm sure that's exactly how John Hines thinks it <laughs> in his mind. <laughs> He's like, well, you know, you're you're an apple out there. We needed you to be a kiwi. That's right. Very pomegranate of you. That's, Very that's pomegranate. my John Hines impression, by the way. Yeah, it it's was almost, just okay. It's almost like seasons one and two of like the Kevin Malone from like the early office days, you know, before he came stupid. <laughs> boring. I feel like that's like the John Hines voice. Well, Interesting. Interesting. Well, Joachim Kondalik had a good game. <laughs> I really think secretly John Hines is probably so freaking much fun. He is. Like, if he's never given the impression. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he's <laughs> never given me the impression that he's, like, you know, a bad dude or, like, a bore. Oh, yeah. It's like, that's, like, the delivery. The delivery. Yeah, the delivery. Yeah. Um, like, I would 100% invite John Hines to a party before I would have invited Peter Lavulette. Uh, I, I just want to make sure I clarify <laughs> that because there's probably going to be a time somewhere down the road where I wind up meeting or talking to John Hines, and I don't want that coming back. Yeah, um, no. We love yeah. him. Yeah. Really do. Um, yeah. Uh, so, hey, there's a couple of things that stood out from um, rookie camp that, Ann, I know you want to talk about. Mm -hmm. You were there both days, had an opportunity to take some things in. So want to pick your brain about that. Before we do, I want to mention that betonline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports information this season. You can find all the latest football developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts. Everything you need from this week's slate of games, both in college and the NFL. Bet Online is also the continued source for all of your sports wagering information. Everything from live betting, esports, scores, and more. Uh, they just put out a bunch of futures for this year's NHL season. So if you're you're jonesing to maybe make a few predictions about the NHL this year, be sure you check out Bet Online and check out all the odds for Stanley Cup favorites uh, and all that good stuff. Uh, it's also the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, and so let's backtrack mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the Predators take the ice uh, today at noon against the Tampa Bay Lightning um, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, so yeah, we you had a chance to check out rookie camp. Mm -hmm. uh, 
these past two days in Nashville, got some uh, good access and, you know, were able to check out the team. What are a few things that stood out to you? Yeah. So a couple things that stood out to me and a couple things, if, you know, you're able to watch the games this weekend uh, might be worth keeping your eye on. One of them is one of the forward lines that they kind of put together that I thought was really fun to watch. And that was Yuso Parsonin, uh, Afanasiev and Nermi. So yeah. Parsonin and Nermi played together for TPS in Finland. So they have, you know, they have a good gauge of each other, a good gauge of each other's games and, and a good game speed. You throw in a little Igor Afanasyev. And this was a really fun line to watch. And I feel like they had, um, for as short a time as rookie camp is to prepare for something like this, they really kind of had something going on that line and uh, talked with Igor uh, after one of the practices. And he was saying, you know, just, you know, that he really feels like that line kind of had some chemistry going. And he was saying like, I get to play with the fins. Like, this is great, you know? Um, so I would definitely keep my eye on that line. Uh, if Carl Taylor keeps them together through this weekend, because I really do think there is something there. Yusuf Parsonen, I think is one of the, um, just a very quiet, quiet kind of player. He maybe doesn't have the most flashy game, but he is somebody who I think is the most, um, NHL ready. And I'm not saying like, hey, he's going to be on the roster and he's going to play next to Philip Forsberg. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying I feel like his game, is, he's got a very good game. He's got a very uh, good read of the ice. He's got a very good um, kind of anticipation of what could happen, what could open up. And, and he reads things very well. So that is a player I definitely think um, to keep an eye on, especially within that line. So that is one of the things that I think definitely jumped out at me. The other one is a topic that I think everybody in Nashville loves to talk about. And that is Yaroslav Askarov. <laughs> yeah. I mean. You said like he was the best interview and he didn't even speak like a lick of English. I would sit in a room and, and chat with with uh often or often I'll see with Askarov with I mean, or without well, Igor yeah. yeah um so Igor did translate for him but there is you know how there are just some people that just have the it thing you know personality okay Yaroslav Askarov is the it guy and and it's so funny because there's a part of me that went into this and and you know there's so much hype surrounding him there was hype surrounding him when they drafted him and then I think the situation just built the hype, the Askarov hype built because fans didn't get their eyes on him until development camp this year. And so, you know, just the, um, you know, you're just imagining he's going to be so amazing. And, you know, that's a daunting thing to walk into. Um, and Askarov's coming in, you know, he has not had an easy go this past season. Things in Russia were a little bit difficult, didn't have a lot of time in net. I mean, like this is, he's been through some stuff. Um, yeah. This kid is like, what, six feet, five inches of delight. <laughs> he is just he is six feet. Oh, six, three. He is six, three. But there's an extra two inches of delight in his aura, Look, people. The thing I can tell you about guys is everybody lies about their height. Yeah. Just, yeah. just ask any guy using bubble <laughs> or hinge. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm sure the media guide is just like the hinge of NHL players. Right. 
Yeah. Like, oh, he's six five. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, Askarov is just delightful. It's the only word I can think to describe it. First of all, he is so happy to be in Nashville. He is so happy to be in Nashville. He is so happy to be back in net. He is so happy to, you know, to have this fresh start. Um, and his talent is, is phenomenal. You know, don't want to put a lot of pressure on him. Like, Hey, down the road, you're going to be this and this and this, and you know, all that. Don't want to put that on him because he is still very young, but he is just really phenomenal to watch. And so, you know, this weekend when he is in net, definitely keep your eye on him because he is really, really good to watch. The other thing I love about him is that he is loved. Like that team loves him. So after uh, practice yesterday, we got to speak to a couple of the players and asked them about, you know, having Askarov in net and having him here and having him on the team. And literally their immediate reaction is just huge grins. Yeah. Like he is, they love this guy. They love him off the ice. They love him on the ice. I mean, they, I think that they, he really gives a sense of somebody's got our back. Like, Hey, if I screw up, we've got somebody back there. Yeah. So Askarov, I, I, you know, I don't like to build hype for people, especially young people, because, you know, nobody needs the extra pressure. So delightful. I mean, I just, I cannot tell you how delightful I find him. Well, and there's two things that are like kind of green flags with all of this too, you know, it's mm -hmm. a, you know, you want a goalie that well, really any teammate that your teammates just absolutely go to bat for in the way you describe, you know, everybody's eyes kind of lighting up when they're talking about oh, Askarov. Yes. That's the guy you want to play with and play yes. for. And, you know, obviously like he's like, you know, if he's got this much personality, just think like a couple of years from now, um, when he makes the Nashville Predators team, if he makes a Nashville Predators team, like that's a great guy to have in mm. your locker room. Uh, just imagine the the wholesome content we're going to get with a gold oh. duo of UC Saros and Yaroslav Askarov. Cookies uh, for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. But that's, <laughs> but that's a good thing to have. And look, I, I, we've mentioned this a lot. Like mm -hmm. we have to temper expectations for Askarov yes. a little bit. Like let's, this is the most in Milwaukee this year. We assume that's where he's going to go. Mm -hmm. This is the most he's going to play in really ever in his career. Yeah. The most in a season, especially since he's been drafted. Because as we mentioned, there's a lot of stuff uh, kind of petty a little bit from, um, you mm -hmm. know, his old team. So I think we need to temper expectations a little bit. But, you know, it's it's good sign so far, and the big thing, Anne. I know you you've mentioned this, um, you know, uh, on your your story for Inside the Preds. He's looked good. Like oh, he, he looks looked great, fantastic. Yeah, and he was very sharp, and you know, I think that was mm -hmm. kind of a question mark a lot of people had, not just this year, mm -hmm. uh, or like you know, at the year as a whole, but going into camp was how is he going to look? Because, right, like he hasn't played a lot of hockey over the past two years. And I think, you know, we, we mentioned it when we did our, our show on development camp, you know, a couple months ago where, 
there were like the first day or two where there's moments where like, okay, that's like kind of a, like a B list, you know, like a, like should have mm-hmm. been a favor. He should have done this. And now that he's gotten, you know, some of the rust out, he's gotten, you know, some more practice, some more reps, and he's going to see game action this week. Oh yeah. Now it's like, okay, he's got the cobwebs off. Now he can focus on let's just get him developed. Let's see yeah. how he does against North American pro competition in Milwaukee this year. And I think that's going to be the big step for him. Yeah. Yeah. And Askarov is coming in, in to, to a very different situation than some of these players. You know, you have some of these players that are coming in and they just finished out a really long season. And so they kind of needed some time between development camp and rookie camp to sort of catch their breath and then come back. Askarov hit the ground running at development camp and he, you know, he'll say, I've been working since development camp on my game and you can see that he's been doing that. So he's in a really good position um, for this rookie showcase and to go into training camp. You know, I I'm really excited about him. There are a couple other players that um, I'm really excited about too. A couple defensemen that I, um, really think uh, are, are worth keeping an eye on going forward. Um, so we're going to talk about them in just a minute. But first, want to thank you for making Locked on Predators your first listen of the day. Next week, oh my goodness, it's almost here. Training camp opens for the Nashville Predators. And so tune in because we're going to be talking about some of the big storylines for training camp. And of course, we'll have updates on how Everything is going next week as they take the ice at Centennial Sportsplex. So be sure to tune in. And we're back to five days a week, my friends. So you will not have to miss us at all. We will just be there all the time, like a rash, always there. Um, But if you still want some more coverage from the NHL, you can check out Locked On NHL. It is your daily 30-minute podcast with experts from across the league telling you everything you want to know about all of the teams in the NHL and how they are preparing for training camp. So be sure to tune in to Locked On NHL. It is your daily 30-minute podcast. And uh, so I was reading your work on uh, InsideThePreds.com, which absolutely you should go check out, everybody. Um, And I was reading your notes on the defensemen. And there's a standout for you that we didn't really talk a whole lot about. Uh, In fact, he's not talked a whole lot about in a lot of Preds circles when you talk about future defensemen. That's Spencer Stastny. Yes. Yes. Former Notre Dame defenseman. um, Really good. I think, you know, had a pretty decent season in Notre Dame, Mm -hmm. but wasn't like mentioned as this, you know, like, you know, obviously we have Luke Prokop, we have Adam Willsby, we have Mark Mm Delgado, a lot of guys that I think maybe a little bit more exciting prospects, but you really like Spencer Stastny's game. I, I really have, have liked watching him before, but he has had, you know, he's had four years at Notre Dame. And if you kind of look back at his career, you know, over that span of time, so much growth happened for him in those four years. Um, so much about his game is developed defensively, offensively, you know, his decision-making with the puck, he just really has, um, you can see so much growth. And, and I think he's really benefited from his time there. He had a great season last season, his senior year at Notre Dame. And so he's coming in to rookie camp. And again, one of the guys that nobody talks about, but for me at rookie camp, he really has such a clean game. Uh, skating was gorgeous. Um, and 
just, I really feel like he is, he is uh, very ready for what's next for him. Love the fact that for um, a lot of the drills on day one, he was with Mark Delgaiso. And let me tell you something. That's a duo that uh, I think is definitely worth keeping an eye out on if they are still together this weekend and going forward. So really like what I saw from Spencer Stastny. And this is a young man who is looking forward to taking the next step with Milwaukee. He signed this summer. So he is, um, you know, it's just kind of a different look for him going forward. And um, after yesterday's practice, I got to kind of ask him, you know, how are you feeling? You're going into a whole different, you know, kind of season, a whole different step in your hockey career. And so asked Spencer Stastny to tell me a little bit about how he's feeling. I think definitely just put in the work this summer and excited for, for anything that happens, but I'm just excited to get back on the ice, um, just join a solid team. I know a lot of the guys, it's all a great group of guys here, so um, it'll just be fun. It'll be fun just to be back in the season and have a routine and go at it. Yeah, and I think he makes a really cool point, um, and this is something that I heard from a couple of the players, is that this is a group, uh, this rookie camp is a group that most of them have been together for, you know, at least two seasons now. A lot of them kind of connected in Milwaukee at the end of last season as their other seasons wrapped up. And this is a good group. They they really like playing together. I think this is a group that, that has good chemistry, good camaraderie in the locker room, I think. Um, and I think some of that is definitely going to translate on the ice, whether we see it this weekend or whether we see it down the road in Milwaukee during their regular season. But Spencer Stastny is definitely going to be a player you're going to want to keep your eye on. Love this kid's game. Love his game. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to watch him in Milwaukee, too, because that Admiral's defensive core is kind of completely rebuilt uh, mm -hmm. last year, too. I remember they, remember they also brought in – um, Jordan Gross, Kevin Gravel, you know, a couple of really good, you know, top tier AHL defensemen, uh, Roland McCown, who's also coming in. He's he's kind of a, a different guy, you know, and, there, and there's no Jeremy Davies this year. Uh, there's no Freddie Allard. So, you know, there's, you know, kind of a big, you know, turnover mm -hmm. on the of core So that's going to be a completely new tour. But that's somebody like Spencer Stastny to kind of step up and show what he can kind of do like mm -hmm. this is you know him for to kind of plug in wherever carl taylor wants him to plug in and kind of step up and you know make a big impact right away it's not like you're having to come in and fight for time behind a couple of already established young right defensemen. you're basically going in on a clean slate and now it's just a matter of him stepping into that milwaukee core and being like okay just where do you want me? Let's develop. Like, it's not like, you know, you're having to supplant anybody. It's just go out there, have your best camp and let's land where we want to land. And I think that's yeah. like the same for, that's going to be the same for Luke Prokop. Um, also that's going to be the same for Adam Willsby, who's coming in. Um, mm -hmm. Really, really the only guy who doesn't have a whole lot of, you know, worry about his roster spot is going to be Mark Del Geizo, but that's just because he kind of became, you know, the, like a top four defenseman last year. So it's really yeah. interesting to see what happens with that young defense core, especially in Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee's going to be a lot of, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, you know, and I do want to say one of the things that I did kind of in watching is I was messaging back and forth with our good friend, Eric Dene, who, if you are not following Eric Dene on social media, 
you are absolutely insane because he is probably the smartest person I know when it comes to a lot of things, but specifically prospects and, and development and talking about these rookies. And, you know, Spencer Stastny is somebody that Eric really likes his game to. So it was kind of fun just to kind of chat back and forth with him about what I was seeing and what his thoughts were. So, yeah, this is this is a kid to watch. And Eric is somebody to follow. Follow Eric. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's uh, also make sure everybody follows you, Anne. Where can, <laughs> uh, where can the people find your work? You can find my work at InsideThePreds.com, and you can find me on Twitter at AnnK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at OnTheForeCheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan, and while you're there, be sure you're following the podcast as well, LO underscore Predators. Uh, always be the first to know when we put out new content. Uh, also, you can do the same thing by subscribing on YouTube. Like the video, subscribe, leave a comment, let us know what you're looking most forward to about the rookies this year or an under the radar rookie we haven't really talked about that you're excited to see. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back next week. And again, like Ann said, we are starting five episodes a week starting next week. Yep, we are gearing up for training camp, gearing up for the season. Uh, we have plenty of things planned for you, including some season previews. We got some crossovers with some of our central division rivalries, all getting you ready for puck drop next month. We'll see you then, everybody. Cheers.